When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis, wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, from the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to review day number 17 of New York Jets training camp, the second to last training camp practice it was a joint practice with the Philadelphia Eagles, so of course we are going to talk to our friend, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com, and above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. Chris, I assume that your climate-controlled hat came in handy today because, ooh, it was piping hot. Uh, it, it didn't help much today. <laughs> that, that, that hat, it served me well earlier in camp. Uh, I had to keep watering it to keep it cool. It, it did not uh, help me very much today. It, it, the sun just powered right through it. I was begging somebody to, you know, turn the sun down a little bit, do, figure something out. Uh, but, you know, just one more day of the heat to deal with. I'll be able to power through it now. It's one of those situations, too, where even though it was only 84 degrees, the humidity was just a killer. And that's why you can't just look at the actual temperature. You got to see what the humidity is like, because that's really where the action is. And it must have been really tough for these guys in full pads going up against the Eagles today. And unfortunately, there were some casualties, some injuries, and we'll get into some more details in terms of what Robert Salas said later. But 
The big story here, Makai Becton left practice. There was some sort of head injury. He was vomiting. It sure sounds like a potential concussion. What do we know about Becton and the other injuries that occurred today? Yeah, so there was a, a collision with uh, his helmet. Somebody's helmet smacked into Becton's helmet. And then um, you could s- see him clearly stumbling around. Uh, they, they said, you know, he's being evaluated for a head injury. So we'll see uh, how how long he's out for, how long, you know, I'm sure he's going to go through the concussion protocol and all that. So, um, you know, one of those things about concussions is it, it can it can be healed real quickly. It It could take a little bit longer and linger. But it's probably, uh, you know, they're probably not going, they're definitely not going to have him out there tomorrow unless they evaluated him and everything was just perfectly fine. And then that would probably mean that he's unlikely to play on Friday as well, since there'd be no practice Thursday. If they're not going to have a practice tomorrow, I doubt that they'll throw him out there uh, for the final game. But it's not anything that you should be too concerned about long term. Um, as as the rest of the day, there's a a big a bit of a mixed bag on the injuries here because you got some guys back. Elijah Vera Tucker was back today. Quinn and Williams was back doing uh team drill stuff, and Elijah Moore was also back doing team drill stuff, and he was looking really good and some stuff. But they're each getting just like ten to twelve reps. Um, I didn't even like with Elijah Moore. I didn't even see him get that many, but Silas said that's what they're they're targeting for. Um, and uh, I, I didn't get to see most of the defense. They were on another field for most of the day, so I got to see a couple of Quinn and Williams, but my, not too much there. So they're just getting, uh, you know, they're on a pitch count. They're getting ten to twelve reps throughout practice and team drills, just easing them back in, working their way back up uh, to play. And then um, Brandon Eccles uh, landed on his hip and that it was a lower leg. It looked like a lower leg injury at first because he came when he came up, he was grabbing his lower leg. But then he quickly happened right in front of me, was going up to his upper hip area. And uh, he's obviously being evaluated there. Uh, You know, Jared Davis is um, going but put on the pup list. He's going to miss the first six weeks of the season now. Uh, Jamie and Sherwood, the rookie, uh, the safety out of Auburn, who has been converted to a linebacker, uh, is going to take the starting spot for Jared Davis. Um, and then also you still have uh, players like LaMarcus Joyner, Denzel Mims, and Sheldon Rankins who were out. Uh, but – uh, Salah is not concerned about them specifically as Rankins. He said he could play tomorrow if he had to, but then, you know, they're not rushing it. And with Joyner and Denzel Mims, he's not concerned at all. He thinks they will be plenty ready to go for week one. May not be concerned about Joyner and Denzel Mims, but he better start being concerned about the offensive line because they were really bad today. Morgan Moses and George Fant continue to be turnstiles. And honestly, Chris, Dan Feeney is starting to look like the Ryan Khalil signing from a couple of years ago. Obviously, Ryan Khalil, a different situation because he was a multiple-time All-Pro. They took a shot at him coming out of retirement. This case is Dan Feeney where he's more or less just a journeyman But, man, he is so much worse than I ever anticipated. I'm not going to pretend like I watched a ton of film on him. And he does have that cool mullet. 
But at the same time, he just keeps getting beaten like a drum in practice and in the preseason games. And if he has to play, I wouldn't want to be Zach Wilson. Yeah, uh, I mean, he wasn't expected to come here and solve much. uh, But even as a depth piece, uh, you know, obviously, good news. uh, Elijah Vera Tucker back and he's as long as nothing holds up there, he's not going to. You're not going to see a lot of Feeney, but even at just having him as a depth piece, you can't feel comfortable with that. He has been worse than even uh, expected and definitely didn't have high expectations going in here. The offensive line, I, I've been talking about it all camp. This is the one th- thing that I'm, I'm really harping on. Uh, you know, again, there's going to be bumps in the roads at other positions, cornerback, linebacker, there's, there's some issues that we're going to have to wait and see, and it's going to be up and down, good and bad from them. Um, I still think overall, as long as the starting group, which and whichever it is, whether it's Fant or uh, Morgan Moses, I still think they'll be all right because they're going to be so run heavy that I think that is going to be the saving grace in their pass protection is their ability to run the ball and the defense is having to respect the run game so much that it'll make things easier in the actual game. I still think that's something that's going to uh, come to fruition more in the regular season. So I do think there's a little bit too much panic uh, of sky is falling about the offensive line and their pass protection. But we we've known from the start, like this offensive line from what it was last year, it was just such an absolute mess. It was just Makai Becton and nothing. Um, all that they've really added is Elijah Vera Tucker and Morgan Moses. And Morgan Moses hasn't been any better or worse than George Fant. He looks pretty identical to George Fant in pass protection, at least just not good enough. Um, so the this is got, pass protection was going to continue to be a problem. I do still think come game time that they're going to be able to, you know, scheme around it being as much of a liability as it, sh- it shows right now in camp. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Chris, earlier you talked about the return of Elijah Moore. He made his presence felt right away. Some big plays today. He and Zach Wilson hooked up a few times. That connection continues to look strong. And Zach Wilson... Just like every other day, some good, some bad. As we've seen in the preseason games, certainly no cause for alarm. It's just interesting that he continues to do this. As we've said many times, it's just more proof that he's experimenting. Yeah, I actually think this was much more of a good day for Zach Wilson. Uh, The bad, there was two uh, times the ball got knocked out of his hands, uh, but that was more on the uh you know the offensive line for letting it get to that point but he he was dealing for the most part i thought he looked really good throwing the ball uh that you know his pocket presence and movement when he had time to move at all that that was good so i i liked what i saw out of him today um and it was definitely far more on the the good side and you know it might have helped having it definitely helped having elijah moore back there was two particular plays where he stood out uh you know it was just like a shorter out route and, and a the post corner route where he just absolutely burnt his guy and uh, you, you again limited reps for him uh they're just getting them in there and I if if he really got ten to twelve, I didn't see anything close to that. I saw I saw probably like five or six. I wasn't counting every single one, so I'm sure I missed a couple. But uh, on those five or six that I saw, he made a, a really big uh, dynamic play on two of them. So that that's good encouraging sign. And then of course you know we've seen what Corey Davis has been doing throughout camp. So they they do have some weapons there to lean on with that run game as well. On the defensive side of the ball, we saw some real positives from Michael Carter II. Chris, you and I have talked about how it has been a seesaw battle between him and Javelin Guidry for that starting slot corner spot. But on the other hand, this was not a great day for Bryce Hall. He had his struggles in that preseason game against Green Bay. That continued today. A couple of defensive pass interference penalties. I still think he's certainly the best cornerback that they have right now. But if he's the best cornerback that they have and he's starting to struggle a little bit when he's playing against other teams, not great. Yeah, it's, it's not great, but, you know, it's I'll, I'll wait and see on this. I'm not, it, I'm not getting worked up about preseason and joint practices, I, especially a uh, holding call in, in these. Uh, like there was two of them. One of them was in the, uh, the full field team drills, and it was uh, – set the Eagles up for the ball on the one yard line. So it was bad, but again, joint practices, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. Um, I still like what I've seen from him for the most part. Uh, He 
far from being elite or anything along those lines, but uh, I'll, I'll wait and see how it turns out in the regular season right now. I'm not going to get too worked up over, over these couple of uh, holding penalties. One player we forgot to mention, Chris, is Vincent Smith. He's battling for that final receiver spot with Brexton Berrios. A strong showing today against the Eagles in practice. It was funny for a little bit. It was Jeff Smith and Vincent Smith out there doing it. I'm like, I'm running with the ones. I'm like, okay, this this is interesting. <laughs> um, and but this is also why I always point out and talk about how don't pay too much attention to uh, this stuff because. Uh, the the two receivers on a couple of different plays and first teams were Jeff Smith and Vincent Smith. They both had strong camps. They both looked good, uh, and their speed is really good. But you're not going to see a say if if you're seeing a play where those two are the two uh, first team wide receivers, something has gone horribly wrong, like horribly wrong for the Jets. So, uh, but they've, they've definitely, you know, their speed is something that, that is, can cause problems for defense and there it's going to be tough because of how deep this roster is right now, what they're going to do with, uh, you know, with those three guys and Braxton Barrios trying to make up their mind. But I'm telling you with those, every time, uh, Either Jeff Smith or Vincent Smith uses their speed to make a play downfield. I just it's like, well, there's another is making it that much harder to keep him off the roster. Uh, these, I would have thought it would have been an easy decision that they're not going to be there. But again, with their speed and playmaking ability, I it, it's going to be tough for them to just completely keep them off. Chris, anything else that we didn't hit on from today's practice? It was one one big thing uh, out there, and it wasn't so much to do with the Jets. I was about to do with the Eagles player, and an Eagles player that Jets fans were very uh, uh, focused on the Jets signing. Uh, Steven Nelson got cooked repeatedly today. That's like the one thing that the Eagles lost on today. Uh, the Eagles were uh, they won pretty much everywhere else on the field through the day. Uh, as I said, Zach Wilson still did enough, but the one area where they really got cooked was Steven Nelson there. Now, again, this is just one preseason practice. It, it doesn't mean anything, but uh, <laughs> uh, Messiah Bailey absolutely just, just obliterated him on a double move, and he ended up getting released after practice when the when the Jets cut it down. So it wasn't even enough, and that that was one of many plays uh, that Stephen Nelson got cooked on today. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I I did find it funny that that was like the one thing that was going wrong for the Eagles, um, and that obviously with all the attention paid to the, that the Jets should have signed him, I, I thought that was uh, quite humorous. You mentioned that Manasseh Bailey was released after practice. He wasn't the only one. Josh Malone, Edmund Robinson, and Tristan Hodge also released. Plus, Vinnie Curry placed on the reserve NFI list. Looks like he's going to miss the season. So another blow to the Jets. I don't think they expected a ton from Vinnie Curry, but they're thin at edge rusher, especially with Carl Lawson gone. Now Curry, who is expected to come back at some point, is done. So once again, Bryce Huff going to be leaned on immensely here. Talk to me a little bit about these guys and their prospects for possibly coming back on the practice squad. I would assume that if he doesn't catch on somewhere else, Josh Malone would be a prime candidate for the practice squad. 
Yeah, it's it's possible. I, I also want to add uh, this move was actually made yesterday, but uh, Corey Ballantyne, the guy who returned that uh, the kick for seventy seven yards, the cornerback, he was actually wave injured uh, yesterday and reverted to the IR list today. So that's another move there. Yeah, Malone it could certainly be a practice squad uh, contender there. I'm not sure uh, where. You know, the pack practice squad status. Uh, well, I guess those just changed now that uh, they could try to stash one of the Smiths there. I, I still think Lawrence Cager is another guy, but teams do like to typically stash two or three receivers on there. Um, that's one of those positions that teams do have uh, relatively good success at finding guys and developing them into solid uh, players down the road. So you can see two or three of them sticking for sure. Um, you know, uh, I don't know that you could definitely see uh, the other guys too, uh, but I don't know that I'm, I'd really be wasting too much time with uh, Tristan Hogue or Kristen Hodge. Sorry. Uh, so that I would think Malone would be the one if, if, if fans, the only one that fans should pay any attention to is Malone, in my opinion, right there. Uh, he He's not ever going to develop into any type of big, uh, huge star, but maybe down the road he could be a fifth a fifth re- a receiver or something for you in a pinch. That's the only one really worth keeping an eye on. Chris, after practice, we heard from Robert Sala, Jamie and Sherwood, and Elijah Moore. What did they have to say? whole story of Sala was talking about how it was kind of like Christmas Day just because of getting uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, and Quinnen Williams back in team drills. He was also asked about basically the state of the offensive line and where they are. And if uh, LaFleur made a comment last week about the pass protection not being where they wanted it to be at, and he w- he was asked about that, and he just said, "Doesn't I'll speak for the entire team, offense, defense, special teams, blah blah blah. Nothing is where they want it to be." And he's he's like, "I know that's going to cancel headline, but that's training camp. And even if that if they were to get go sixteen or seventeen and zero, and then go win the Super Bowl, he's going to come back the next year saying nothing is ever where we want to be." Um, so it it's a process. He's talked about this throughout. They're still tweaking things. They're still working on things, um, on trying to get better every single day. And that's what they're doing. That's where their focus is, is that tomorrow they want to be better than today and the next day even better and so on and so forth. Uh, he was asked specifically about Makai Becton, a couple of different things about Becton with the injury. Um, and then there was some, Oh, interesting, weird questions in there, but he basically just said a lot of what I have been saying. He literally he said, one, he missed OTAs. Two, it's a completely different scheme that he's in uh, than last year. Not just the run game scheme, but pass protection standpoint is completely different as well. Um, and he's he's used to just being able to get his big body in front of guys and just maul them. And now, because of the scheme, they're asking him to run off the ball and do things a little different. He's pulling outside zone scheme, not just the inside zone, just mashing the guy in front of him. Uh, This offensive scheme is asking a lot of the athleticism from offensive linemen. That's what they want 
to do. They want to milk all that athleticism. And he he's one of those players who can obviously, he's big and strong enough that he can just maul. And that, that was the, the, the one area. If that area of his game was perfect coming out of college, he would have been like a, a top two or three pick in the draft. That was the one area uh, that uh, prevented him from getting drafted higher is his his technique wasn't strong enough because he didn't have to be. This happens all the time when you're that much bigger and stronger than people in college. You don't develop the technique as much. So this is something that is all part of the process. He's learning to do different things. He's talked about it, learning to use his hands better, um, you know, learning how to set himself up in position to win against guys that he might not have the same type of size and strength advantage that he did in, in uh, college. Um, as for then, Jeremy, Jamie and Sherwood spoke. Uh, Salas said yesterday uh, it was an off day, but he spoke and he said that Jamie and Sherwood will take over the starting linebacker spot for Jared Davis uh, until he gets off back off pup. So Jamie Sherwood is a converted safety from Auburn. He's was already making an adjustment to, you know, deal with playing linebacker. And he was, he was handling the Mike linebacker situation on the second team. But he said, as he was learning everything there, he was also learning the Sam and the Will spots. He was focused on that. He was, was, you know, especially being the Mike linebacker, he has to know, what everybody's role is so he can tell them and do a little bit of traffic copying, telling everyone where to go. So he's fully comfortable and ready to step in and accept the challenge. Of course, the big thing for him is still uh, he's as he was a bigger safety and now he's on the smaller end of the linebackers, but he's also closer to the offensive line. So that's one of the biggest differences as safety. He very, very rarely got had to deal with a block from an offensive lineman. Now he's closer. Now he doesn't have the whole field of vision to see everything develop. He's got to make his uh, decisions quicker and faster. But, you know, a player who has gone through this and had success doing that, Fred Warner, he went and he watched some tape from him to watch how he, uh, you know, went through the process of his early days of making the conversion and then turned out to be such a great player that he is now that just got that huge contract. Um, And so he said a lot of it, he's not really concerned scheme wise, how he fits. He knows and understands it because he has uh, during his time at Auburn, he said he admitted his uh, communication skills weren't always the best, especially he didn't know everything in and out. And so he really made it a focus that that was going to be a strength of his always is to know the defense in and out and be able to communicate that stuff clearly. So that's something that he's really harping on. Uh, Elijah Moore came out. He came out wearing a, a shirt that said humble over hype. Um, it's, it's, this was a little funny. Uh, because he said he doesn't like the word humble. When you use the word humble, it feels like you're telling someone not to be confident in themselves. And he said he has a lot of humility because he has no problem knowing that he has a lot to work on. Um, But, uh, you know, this this sounds like some some college kids uh, just philosophizing a little too much, getting picking apart words a little bit too much. But it was entertaining nonetheless. Um, 
He's not worried about the chemistry at all with Zach. He's it's going to pick right back up. Uh, he said he was taking mental reps the entire time. Uh, just uh, he was just watching practice when Green Bay here everything. He was just going through mental reps. Um, again, Robert Sala talked earlier about uh, all the AVT uh, Elijah Moore and Quinton Williams about how they're still evaluating and. Uh, you know, they're not going to make a decision until the game time if he's going to play. But Elijah Moore expects to play, he said. He, he said that he's going to wait. He's listening to the trainers, but he wants to play. He wants to get out there and play. And then he just – he said it was just a little tightness in there, and they really were just played it safe, took precautionary measures not to uh, exacerbate the problem. And then he, he said he's been able to just watch Zach and he's really excited about what he's seen from him. And he, he visualized watching, especially in the past two preseason games, he was visualizing himself as the one making the catches with Zach. But he's been very excited about what he's seen from him going forward and very excited about what they can do in the future. Chris Nimbley, the owner of the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. Tomorrow, we'll break down the final training camp practice. Can't believe it. We're that much closer to the regular season. Can't wait for that. In the meantime, follow Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Read his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com and check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got great videos up there. Luke Grant did a film breakdown of Zach Wilson's performance against the Green Bay Packers from Saturday night. He's also got the five big takeaways from that game. Brand new Paces playbook, a commentary from Caleb Paces up too. Check out the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. And give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. 
Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.